Welcome back, everybody, to Edge of the Rabbit Hole. I'm author and ghost historian Mike Ricksecker. With me, as always, Vanessa Hogle, my co-hostess, and down in the chat room, Shauna, shenanigating and shaking everything up. A fantastic guest up for us tonight, Brian Cano. Uh, you can catch him now on Paranormal Caught on Camera, season one. There is a season two coming out. Uh, you also recognize him from Haunted Collector, and Brian also saw that you uh, had a spot there on one of the Oak Island episodes, the Digging Deeper episodes, which I do want to ask you about. But uh, welcome to the show. Great to have you aboard. Hey, guys. How are you? Yeah, doing really well, doing really well. So, um, you know, want to get a little background from you first. I know you've been uh, involved with the paranormal for quite some time. Of course, you're on some of the different shows that we just mentioned. But um, where did this whole thing begin for you? How'd you get started here? Wow, uh, I get asked this question a lot. I, and I know it's a typical feel, question. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. I, uh, I never tire of answering it because I feel like as I answer the question, I revisit my own past and think, Wow, it, it has been a while, hasn't it? It's been 17 years that I've been officially in the paranormal. Now, I started in 2002 with a local cable access show called Scared on Staten Island. But I feel like I was always interested in the topic. I was always uh, a child that was excited uh, and, and amazed at the things and mysteries in our world. I was just always um, eager to explore. Now, when I was a kid, I used to love watching In Search Of with Leonard Nimoy. Yeah, yeah. And I could tell you, I, I don't remember too many of the episodes themselves, but I remember very clearly the end credits. And as it was rolling, at the top left of the screen would be different pictures and you'd see like Leonard Nemo outside of a castle you'd see Stonehenge you'd see the Loch Ness Monster and whatever the, the the topic of the show was I always remember watching it and thinking I want to do that I want to I want to go to those places I want to find I'm, I'm going to get to the bottom of that there and when you you're go. a kid that seems completely logical and completely doable and I mean here I am I, I haven't this, I haven't solved any of those particular mysteries, uh, but I'm I'm doing, and I think that's wow. If I could just go back and tell my younger self, yeah, just just be patient. You're gonna go through a skeptical phase, but you're gonna come out of it, and you're gonna be doing some incredible things all over the world. Awesome. But it is logical. It is logical. I, I have to touch on that because it's. I I think that unfortunately. Due, due to how certain things are perceived in society that when we talk about things like this and the fantastical nature of them, people look at it as the impossible, but it is completely possible to go to those places and search out those things and have those experiences. I've done it and I'm a broke single mother. Yeah. I've been all over the world. So it it's, I, I love the fact that you put that out there and maybe if anybody is watching this and their kids are saying the same thing, that they'll say, hey, that's that's okay. It's okay to have those dreams. It's okay to go after them, regardless of how old you are. And maybe they will be the ones who find those answers. It's good to hold on to that, but I feel like it's just a side effect of our society that you get older, you go to school, you get into the job market, you pay your taxes, your commute you kind of get beaten down real yes. life really says you know what get in line do your portion don't 
don't make too many waves. And I feel like that's what's appealing about the paranormal. That is what is so exciting about it. It allows people to rediscover that wonder. It allows them to become a child again. When you had Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, the Tooth Fairy, there were things out there that you couldn't see that you believed in and they were real. And now we have things that we can't always see, but they are real. And our investigating, our exploration of these phenomena and this topic allows us to be kids again, but as adults with the resources that we have, with the logic that uh, is available to us, with the things that we've learned. And every five years or so or, or more, I can talk to my earlier self in 2009. I can talk to myself in 2002. I can talk to myself as a 10 year old boy who saw Ghostbusters for the first time and was amazed. All of those are different people. I'm a different person now. In five years, I'll be a different person again, but everything mm -hmm. that I uh, acquire and add to Brian, the, 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 the character sheet, it's just, it's just a journey. And, and it really is the journey, not the destination. It sounds very, um, you know, it's a, like a Hallmark card, but it's true. I like it, it. Brian, amazing. the character sheet. I think you just made a D&D &D reference. <laughs> I <Yeah>. did. <laughs> I did. That's awesome. And I like what you said about, you know, growing up as, as kids and, uh, you know, Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny. And there are studies that do show that uh, kids who believe in those things growing up become more creative people uh, in the future. And uh, this is something that I've, you know, liked looking into, um, you know what you're doing with the paranormal is that you have some diff some very creative experiments that you're doing it's not just you know whip out a device and sit there there's some different things that you're actually trying to do to experiment with this activity that we're experiencing so do you want to talk a little bit about some of the different things that you've been doing there one of the the main things that I, i've been trying and i know i'm not alone in this and i'm definitely not the originator of the concept but for the longest time, I've had this theory that not all EVPs that we get, that we get, that we collect are necessarily from spirit. I feel that given the array of responses and given the specificity of some of the, the responses we get, I have to raise an eyebrow and wonder, okay, well, where is this coming from really? I hypothesize that some of these answers are coming from ourselves, hmm. the mind. And this is parapsychology 101. This is okay. There is no external force here, but it's coming from us, the observer. Now, consider this EVP, electronic voice phenomenon. How is that generated? You know, where, where, where do spirits get the energy? How do they know how to deliver this? And why can't we hear it with our ears? If you and I were standing in the same room together, you could hear my voice because I'm taking air, you know, forcing it up uh, from my <clears throat> lungs, diaphragm, up past my teeth and tongue. It's making a vibration in the air that is traveling through the air, reaches your ears. Your ear sends that impulse to your brain and it translates it into language. These are a lot of steps. This is a lot of work. This is a lot for something as simple as a conversation. So yeah. it's all physical. How do spirits do it without a physical body that we're aware of? Well, okay, can be considered a psychic impression. It's a psychic impression onto our digital recording media. Now, if it's possible 
for a bodiless spirit to implant a vibration onto a recorder, then why can't we do it with a mental impulse? And to that effect, I want to say for probably going a little more than 10 years now, I've been doing this experiment I call the psychic projection experiment, where we have the group of people select a word and concentrate on nothing but that word to try to get it from your brain onto the recorder. And it took a long time uh, until it worked. I feel like I almost had given up and I just did it to buy time at paranormal events. Like, hey, let's try this, (laughs) knowing it's not going to work. But wow, we've got 45 minutes to kill and I've kind of done all my tricks already. Right. And one time it worked. And then again, and then again, and then again. And over the past 10 years, it's worked 23 times. Not a high batting average, but the fact that it's worked at all means there is something to it. And the times that it has worked have been when the word is visceral and means something to the audience uh, or is funny or just kind of, it can't be stoic. And I feel like it's worked when there are people that have developed psychic ability present. A lot of variables, a lot of things that I'm still working out, but that's my main uh, experiment. And I've, I, I would hope that 15, 20, 30 years down the line, if this is proven or if someone else picks up this research, that at least somewhere in the annals of paranormal history, maybe there's a footnote that says, yeah, hey, Brian Cano <laughs> used to do this. Right. You know? I would love to get in on that, and I'm going to tell you why. Uh, first off, Vanessa's our resident psychic medium, so yeah, <laughs> I've been doing this 45 years. Um, first off, we we I I totally understand where you're going with this particular hypothesis, with this particular theory. I completely get it because even though th- this isn't a direct quote from Albert Einstein, it is something similar to where if we used the our brains and their entire functionality we would never have to open our mouths to speak. Now, I, I'm I'm one of those people who is, ex- I, I hear them speak out loud, I hear them speak in my head, and it's verified on EVPs. So I'm, I'm one of those people. But I'm also one of those people where um, psychedelics don't affect me, marijuana doesn't affect me, alcohol doesn't affect me, because my brain is, all, it, it's already that open. So I see where you're going with that. I just think that, like you stated earlier, with how as we get older, our, we're just become shut down because of society and the adult stuff we have to do and jobs and all that other crap, that we lose that part of ourselves that is growing at such a magnificent rate when we're younger, as far as our brains go, being able to communicate in that way. It's no different than a mother and a child being able to communicate in separate rooms when the baby's two, it has that ability. My son and I had that. We still have that. I know what he's thinking. He knows what I am thinking before it even happens. But I've nurtured that aspect of him. Mm-hmm. As adults, we have that beaten out of us. And it's finding, finding that openness again to allow that to happen. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. I mean, just but just as far as, as the experiment goes, um, I mean, yours is one situation, and since everyone is an individual, they are going to approach things differently and have different degrees 
of uh, proficiency in that ability. And unfortunately, right now, we as a species, I feel like it's almost, it's atrophied because we don't use it. It's not necessary uh, in everyday life, almost like our appendix. What did it do? Why was it there? Maybe somewhere uh, it had use, but it doesn't have any use any longer. And we are in danger of having that completely um, bred out of us unless we start uh, nurturing it, developing it, and taking it out of the role of mysticism because it's not a superpower. It's an ability like sight, smell. You, mm -hmm. Psychics can be wrong. And this is one Absolutely. thing that I'm, I'm not attacking them when I say it. They're not super superheroes. You know, no. they're, they're not seers that are coming with, with information on, on high that you must believe this. Just like every Although there are other some that sense. act like that. <laughs> there are some that act like that. Not this bitch right here. No, anybody. There, there can, are a few. Anybody yeah. can be wrong, self-included. Yeah, and that's the thing. It, it's since everything comes from a, a place of perspective, we can only analyze that which we see through our own eyes. We have to step outside of ourselves and look at it from many different angles to ascertain truth. So much of it is is skewed by our own personal perspectives, and that's why it's it's. If we are to be researchers, we have to take ourselves out of that equation. And uh, this is another thing too, as, as in regards to my experiment. Someone, I always get asked this in groups. They're like, "Well," and they really want to hold on to what they have previously believed, especially regarding EVP. And they go, "Well, why can't it be a ghost just hearing your thoughts and repeating the word?" I'm like, okay, well, that may be possible, but why introduce yet another party into it? Maybe the ghost heard it, told the alien, the alien told it to Bigfoot, he went around like, it's not necessary. Scientifically, we, we I'll invoke Occam's razor, that's the simplest explanation is most likely the correct one. I have questioned myself on many, many, many occasions when I'm doing readings and the people aren't allowed to talk when I'm doing them until I'm completely done. I've questioned myself, am I just pulling this out of their head? I've questioned myself. Mm -hmm. Right. And I've stated that publicly, be like, when people are like, well, where does it come from? How are you doing? I don't know. Couldn't tell you, don't have a fucking clue. <laughs> so I appreciate and applaud the the idea of of going about it a different way and trying to to have some type of experiment that could be multiple, that could be duplicated. Right. You know, because if you just do it once, I mean, you have results, but they're not results that can be confirmed mm. over and over and over again. So, well, the, the difficulty about any kind of experimentation in the paranormal is that because it involves people, mm -hmm. you could do uh, experiments with chemicals because they have certain properties and they will react the same every time you could do experiments uh, with mechanical things because you know they will tend to uh, over a, a mean average operate the same way but with people you line up 10 people you say hey what'd you think of that movie you'll have 10 different opinions I've are any that. of them facts no there is no fact but there is just the perspective so how can one gain truth from perspective and because we're reaching out to personalities the study of the paranormal is not a hard, cold science like meteorology or geology where we're tracking weather patterns or we're, we're trying to differentiate uh, 
things in the earth. Those are things that are that are static, and you can pick them up, look at them, and and be like, hey, this is quartz. This is shale. They have properties that can be understood. You can't line up those ten people, and other than the fact that you say those are human beings. Once you say, that's Alex, that's Joe, that's Christina, that in itself changes the parameters. And I've said this many times, how can I develop a formula for that? How many, what string of ones and zeros can I arrange that will equate you? And then how many ones and zeros will I have to change to then change you to Mike? It's, it's mind boggling. Everybody's algorithm is different. It's, it's <laughs> the repeatability factor is difficult because once you put free will into it, I mean, even just in my experiment, in my psychic projection experiment, I always have one wise guy in the room, usually the skeptic boyfriend of a girl <laughs> who wanted to come. Right. He'll just sit there like, mm-hmm. I've, I've and I tell that. them to think of a word. So if there's 10 people, there's nine people thinking one word, and then there's that 10th person who's thinking of another word because he wants to see if his word comes up. And that's already, I I tell people, don't insert your experiment into my experiment because you're you're making it not work. If it's not all, if we're not all together on this, then the data is useless and it's pretty much a waste of time. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. And one of the things that I've always said about the, the paranormal trying to do a, a true scientific investigation is you know, is extremely difficult because you don't have a true control object, uh, right? And that makes it very very difficult. But you know, I, I really respect what you're 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 trying to uh, create an experiment there, and you know, you've had some results, which is fantastic. I do have mm-hmm. a couple of quick admin things here, real quick. Uh, we've had a couple of super chats come in. Lynn Bowling, five dollar keep it thank up you. super sticker. So thank you very much, Lynn, for that. And then uh, Tom McNicholas with a five dollar super chat he says, "I don't think I could think my words through telepathy. My mouth never shuts long enough to try." <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tom. He also had a question earlier on uh, for you, Brian. So Tom wanted to know if you never got into the paranormal, what do you think you would be doing now? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I'm a creative guy, so. As part of my paranormal journey, I, I love to do creative things. So any of the events that I'm part of, uh, a lot of times I'm usually making the posters for them. Uh, I've done the program booklets for several events. I made a paranormal card game called The Three Pillars. I I'm a gamer. That. I love yeah. games. So if it wasn't paranormal, I feel like I would still be doing creative things in whatever piqued my interest at the moment. But I don't know. I feel like... I'm here because this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And I took 2018 off because I needed some time to recharge my batteries. And I was seriously thinking of just retiring and getting out of it Mm -hmm. and and going in a different direction. But I feel like I I got pulled back in. And that's (laughs) that's probably a reason for that. Well, if you've never played Skyrim, you need to do that. (laughs) Best game ever. Okay. Ever. Ever. See, we're gonna. We're, I haven't played it. I, <gasps> I'm looking over at my Xbox. I've got a. I don't play a lot of video games. Oh. Uh, I, I can count on one on one hand how many I actively play because there's only so many hours on a day, and I'm busy doing. Right, where's the time? Other things, <laughs> but uh, Star Wars Battlefront Two is one of them, and Ghostbusters. 
just came out oh again. Goodness. There you go. On the Xbox One. Yeah. The only one I ever play is Skyrim, and it's not. I don't ever have any time anymore. But nothing relieves stress like beating the tar out of dragons and bandits. Yeah, I think I think I have it. I'm looking. <gasps> I'm looking over at my at my system, and I've got a good dozen games still in the cellophane that I haven't touched yet. That I figure I'll eventually get to when uh, <laughs> one of these days. I don't have you to go to work. It. You won't you know? love it. <laughs> yeah, that that's funny because <laughs> my degree is in game and simulation programming, and nice. I haven't done anything with gaming for probably a good five or six years at least. I just haven't had the time. Kind of like you're I saying. get to watch my son do it while I write or edit or something else. Mm -hmm. That's when I get my chance. I get to watch him do it. So, yeah. but Brian, That's being a, a creative person, uh, you're talking about how you have that uh, history of the paranormal exhibit uh, that you're taking on the road. So, tell us about that. I mean, I'm, I'm a big history nut, so something I'd probably certainly be interested in. Okay, I, in addition to exploring the paranormal i've always been a person who's wanted to educate and unfortunately once you say educational people start to tune out and, and zone out and that's why the shows are the way they are on tv not bashing anyone just speaking truth um i wanted to let people know that the paranormal existed before jason grant and zach Yep. There was there was an entire there's 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 an entire history that comes before that, and I feel that for everyone to kind of advance, you have to know your foundation, and the foundation is that history. So, uh, at a local convention, I curated something that I called the history of the paranormal exhibit, and it started out talking about belief, it goes into the spiritual movements, uh, the mid eight uh, late eighteen hundreds, uh, takes you through groups and parapsychologists and just takes you through the history and it lands you at the end with the current second renaissance of TV shows because they, they are important and they do have their place but they're at the end of the exhibit meaning that's where we are now right. everything before it is important and this is where even they have sprung from that's their foundation so you know I talk about people like obviously Ed Lorraine Warren Hans Holzer Edgar mm -hmm. Casey, uh, there's lots of names that you should know. And it's funny, I'll go to conventions and I'll say, hey, who's heard of this person? Who's heard of that person? And they Crickets. don't know, right. You mentioned, the, you mentioned the, 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 the hot new hot show on whatever channel, and they're like, oh my God, and, hey, that's great. <laughs> whatever gets you here, great, it got you here. Now, let me show you everything you've missed. And Yeah, there's so much more. To that end, I feel like, okay, uh, I've spent the past two years showing this exhibit at this one event, and it's one day, so it's really quick. I want more people to see it. I want more people to have a chance to to be exposed to this information. And of everything in there, if you walk away knowing one more fact and then telling someone else about that, then I feel like I've done my job. Cool. As, cool. as a psychic and a medium, anyone in this particular field needs to especially in in my part of the field the the medium part needs to be extremely well versed in edgar casey there mm. is nobody nobody better to try to to even come close to being what he was mm. that that is that is a lifetime achievement i'm striving i'm doing my best and i will never come close the sleeping so, prophet yeah. he was amazing 
very amazing. So thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. I didn't do anything. I just pointed to it. <laughs> that's all you have. But that's something because I can't tell you how many psychics I've spoken to, how many mediums I've spoken to who have no idea who the man was. Wow. Okay. And I'm like, I, I can't, I can't wrap my brain around that. Hmm. <laughs> I can't wrap my brain around that, you know? So thank you again, just for putting oh, him welcome. on the board. So, yeah. So, I mean, in 2020, it's in the planning stages right now, but I'm planning to have a small tour for the exhibits uh, somewhere in the eastern seaboard of the United States. Uh, we'll start there. We'll see how it goes. I want, I want to see the reaction to it. That being said, I'm curating things now and getting the logistics down because it's not just, okay, there it is. There's a lot that goes into it. It's, like a, it's, a, it's literally like a concert tour where all the back end stuff has to be done and I don't have a, a whole bunch of roadies to help me. It's just uh, me and a, a few other people. But that being said, uh, I do have a Patreon page like you guys mm -hmm. and my patrons there are helping out with this endeavor. So uh, their membership goes towards uh, getting the poles that I need for the displays, going for the, for the new shelves that are going to house some of the objects. Uh, all the the admin stuff that goes into putting on this type of a, a large kind of thing it's, honestly it's a little scary uh, i want to do it well so uh, i hope it, it comes across so uh to my patrons thank you where would somebody go uh to to add to your patreon page uh my patreon page is patreon.com backslash brian j cano okay all right there you go Everybody so yeah definitely that? Definitely support them. It's going to be a great exhibit. Now, is that something you're going to be doing on your regular guest experience, uh, um, guest appearances, or is this like a completely separate tour in and of itself? This is going to be a, a separate tour because I want to, I want people to focus on it when they go to it. Because at the other events, I mean, this was a huge event. There were so many people there, and and luckily, uh, thankfully, people came to the opposite end of the place to see me and the exhibit. They got to learn a couple things. We had some laughs, we had some fun, and it generally got good reviews. So I want to keep adding to it. And to be clear, this is not a museum of haunted items. <laughs> this is not a museum of oddities. Although some, some things may be um, talked about when it uh, appeals to the history, this is about the history. So. I really want to go into the educational part, but I also want it to be interactive. So there's one portion uh, that it's kind of like a game show. You get to this, these two boards and there's just pictures of all these people. They're black and white and they're all wearing suits and they look very scholarly. And I'm like, okay, who are these people? And you have to take the names and match them. There's a little Velcro. You have to actually physically place it on the board. And it's like, a, it's like deal or no deal. I'm like, okay. Are you sure? Do you want to lock it in? Okay, let's do it. And there's That's no cool. prizes and there's no money, but people have fun interacting and learning. Yeah, definitely. That definitely sounds like a lot of fun, for sure. Uh, yeah. We had a uh, five dollars super chat just come in from Basis 1945. So thank you very thank much you. for that. Appreciate it. Um, we also had a uh, question here from Leslie Fear. Is Brian? Um, where is the scariest place you've ever been? I know it's kind of a, a, a common question you probably get. A place that a seasoned paranormal investigator got the heebie-jeebies. 
this is a 45 minute story in itself but in short <laughs> i can boil it i could boil it down to three words grand midway hotel okay uh yeah it's it's <laughs> this is this is this is a place uh it's in winburg pennsylvania it's about an hour east of pittsburgh and it was the one and only case that i've ever worked on that touched upon the demonic oh. that had a demonic element to it and uh, i know a lot of people feel that they deal with it a lot more or in tv definitely seems to to make us uh, think that oh there's demons everywhere but in all the 17 years for me one case and i'm content to leave it at one case thank you yeah and, I, and i'm glad that you mentioned that it's once in 17 years has been you know once in over 25 for me and i know vanessa you haven't really dealt with it a whole lot so uh once yeah possibly kind of twice but really once and i've been talking to the dead since i was two and i'm 47 <laughs> yeah so that's and, and you know it's a common misconception especially because of tv i know you're you know you're on some of these shows brian but uh how do you feel that um pop culture has i don't know i mean maybe given an injustice to what's really going on with with this demon phenomenon well i mean i definitely acknowledge that they exist they're out there there's something that needs to be understood needs to be studied enough to be able to resist and fight them when they they are our presence uh, i know there are those who uh, study for the glorification and thinks it's cool or like wow it would be cool to see a demon no, no no it's like standing on a street corner and you're about to cross the street someone crosses the street and gets hit by an 18 wheeler truck nobody goes oh man i wish that were me no exactly exactly no don't do it hey i'd like to get mugged today beat the crap out of me that sounds like fun yeah, <laughs> yeah. no one says that <laughs> and if they do we question their sanity and put them in a padded room so. yes <laughs> um but i mean as far as the proliferation of the idea on television it's TV. It's entertainment. And uh, again, when it comes to the shows, whichever show is, is is your favorite. You know, some people like A, some people like B, and it's almost like sports teams. You pick your team, you put on the jersey, and you, you argue with the person who's wearing the other jersey. <laughs> Whatever. It's entertainment. Be entertained by it. Enjoy it. It's nothing to, to, to fight about. It's nothing to, to get in, in, a, in a tizzy about. But don't let it be your sole education let it introduce you to the topic yeah. and then do your own do read read a book get mentored go to an events you know there's plenty of resources out there and while uh, a lot of it is superfluous there's a lot of good information out there you just have to you have to look for it yeah absolutely you can use it as a gateway into other uh and deeper topics so it's speaking of television, your latest show, Paranormal Caught on Camera, um, you had you wrapped season one. I saw that you're starting filming on season two, which is great. I'm glad you got a second season. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that because we've actually had a question or two down in the chat regarding that show. Season two, actually, I'm going. I'm filming for it tomorrow in the afternoon. 
we have uh, season two, 26 new episodes coming our way. So that's a proper season, like in the old days. Yeah, yeah, because yes. usually they're like 10 or 12 episodes now. So 26 that's is good. Not enough. not enough. Like that's that's a proper half a year. You're going to get half a year of this face to the point where you're going to get sick of seeing me. <laughs> um, yeah, we have 26 new episodes coming, and it's going to be more ghosts and spirits, more cryptids, more UFOs, more uh, mystery, and me saying, what was it? So much so <laughs> that, and, and it, I didn't realize I was doing it. Someone pointed out to me that I always kind of end on a, it's not this, it's not that. So what was it? <laughs> and that's kind of my, my, I guess my catchphrase now to the point nice. where the producers are like, Brian, you, you, you did it again. I said, Oh, I'm sorry. They're like, no, no, no. We like it. Keep saying it. <laughs> now so you have to I, do it. Right. <laughs> I, now I can say it in Russian. I've said it oh, wow. in French. I say it in Spanish. So I'm like, I'm trying to mix it up a little bit. <laughs> you need a t-shirt with your face doing exactly what it does when you say it. Because go back and watch the show <laughs> right. with your hands up like this. What was it? <laughs> I want to be like uh, like the, the guy in Ancient Aliens. It was aliens. I don't know what it was, <laughs> but it was aliens. It was aliens. Uh, you know, but I like Giorgio. Um, you got yes. you to gotta hand it to him because... Nobody really knows who the other guys in the show are, but everybody knows Giorgio because of the hair. It's, it's yes, yeah, <laughs> you got to respect it. <laughs> well, that's why in the paranormal, it's a, you know, it's a it's a field filled with mostly bald guys. That's why I got to keep the, the ponytail. Right? right, right. There you go. <laughs> um, so Alina, the fam, was wondering if uh, if you have a date as to when the show will be back on. Uh, we don't have a date just yet, uh, as you know. Travel Channel is rolling out a lot of new shows, so. They're going to give each one of them their their due time. So uh, there's going to be a lot of paranormal programming you're going to see in the next couple of months. Um, paranormal Caught on Camera is slated to return in 2020. And given that we have so many episodes uh, ready to show you guys, I can't imagine we're going to have to wait too long. Okay. Okay. And uh, grand old folks, as Betty Lange, she was wondering, uh, why do you feel the format appeals to so many? Well, I, I can tell you why it appeals to me. When they first contacted me for it, I mean, since Haunted Collector ended in 2013, I've been contacted by a lot of producers and a lot of production companies, and it's always the same. They're like, okay, uh, there's a guy who drives an ice cream truck, and uh, during the day, he's an ice cream guy, but then at night, he hunts ghosts, and you'll be his tech guy. <laughs> I'm like, really? Like, no, no, I'm not. A, I'm not just a tech guy anymore. B, I'll do that for John's office any day of the week. He calls mm -hmm. me tomorrow. I'll be the tech guy. But no, you know, we grow, we evolve. Yeah. And I feel like, I mean, personally, I don't watch the shows because I do it in real life. So when I'm on my downtime, I like to watch stand-up comedy. I like to watch things of an uplifting nature. Uh, but I will watch one episode of every new show just so that I can see what it's about. And, and especially I have a lot of friends uh, on them, so I do it to support them. Yeah, that's but fair what enough. What appeals me most about Paranormal Caught on Camera, it's just fun. Um, when they first contacted me, uh, like I was saying, I didn't know what to expect. I'm thinking, like, I'm going to be watching videos. They're probably going to make me look like an idiot and try to uh, use my words to craft things I didn't say. Yeah. And then I looked at the call sheet, and I saw Rosemary Ellen Guiley's name. And I said, oh, if Rose doing this, it's probably, it's probably on the level. Okay, let me give it a try. And just from that first uh, preview special that aired last December, 
they never used a comment out of mine out of context. Good. I've never said something about this video that they used for another video. It's always been, I either say it or I don't. And it's called Paranormal Code on Camera, but it's not a show about proof or debunking. It's like, hey, this is a topic that we all are interested in. We love so much so that, look, people all around the world are submitting videos or taking videos of things they don't understand or that they, they are confused about what's going on. And the people who comment on it, you know, myself and uh, the Marks from Weird New Jersey and everyone else, I can tell you we try to debunk half of them. Like, oh, this is, oh, you could tell this, you could tell that. But that's not what the show is about. If it's a show about debunking, it would be 10 minutes long. It's about the celebration of this topic that we all love. And you could tell that it's a fun show in the case names, all the puns they use to describe uh, the videos you're about to see. And when I saw that, I was like, I'm in, I'm in. <laughs> it does sound different than the rest of the stuff that's out there. I, admittedly, I've never seen an episode, but I work 70 hours a week. So, I mean, I just, I haven't, but I will yeah, watch you're playing, now. You're, you're playing Skyrim how many of those hours? <laughs> no, That's a good that point. Was back, that was back when I had a moment. <laughs> Hypocrite much? And I, get, <laughs> and I get to watch while I'm writing because I work 70 hours a week outside the home. Mm. It's not counting what I do in the home, which is mostly writing or this or, or readings, but I'm right. interested now. I'm intrigued. He, he kind of called you out, Vanessa. Hey, and, and you know what? I would straight up own that shit if I was getting to play. But I haven't actually got to sit down and play in probably four years. <laughs> but I loved it when I did. Okay. Well, that's the thing. Like, if the show, almost like my exhibit, if somebody watching the show can get some information they didn't have, if I could give them a tidbit or if one of the other commentators could give them some knowledge that they didn't have before then that's great and it's not a show at well i love it because a i'm not in night vision and i'm not crawling underneath any houses so <laughs> there's that always good but at the same time because they are not our videos we don't necessarily have to stand behind them like the other shows they've done the investigating they're the ones saying hey here's what we got and don't get me wrong i'll pop on Twitter or I'll go on social media the next day and people will still take pot shots at us and like, oh, sure. oh, you looked at that video. This is what it is. And I just... That's I, social I, media for you. Sometimes I get mad. Honestly, sometimes mm -hmm. it, it does bother me. But other times I'm thinking, I'm like, well, then you totally missed the point of the show. Um, and, and I love that it has different categories. So if you're into ghosts and spirits, there's cryptids too. So, hey, you might not know about this. Or with for me... I'm learning a lot about UFOs that I didn't know before. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I'm learning a lot and I'm uh, making my knowledge base greater just through uh, the exercise of being on the show. Speaking of, we had a uh, question come in from Robert Hanna and he was wondering what your thoughts are on Bigfoot and other cryptids. And you throw aliens in there too. I'm of the mind that there is a unifying theory to the paranormal. I really do. I don't think that they're separate topics. And even though the paranormal is an umbrella term to encapsulate all of these, I feel like, who knows, maybe some of the spirits we're speaking to can be alien races or multidimensional beings. I mean, you take angels and demons, jinn, um, 
other beings that we categorize as being paranormal, they could be extraterrestrial. They could be, uh, I mean, why can't we ever track down Bigfoot to his lair, to his home, see his family, see the evidence of life, elimination, reproduction, all of that. Maybe he's multidimensional. Maybe uh, UFOs are, are human descendants from the future. Like there's so many possibilities. Yeah. And to say that one exists and not allow the possibility for the other. So if you're into ufology, and say, oh, those ghost people are crazy, or you're into ghosts and spirits, and be like, oh, Bigfoot, that's dumb. You're missing, you're, you're, you're sitting down to eat, you're eating the appetizer, and you're missing the rest of the meal. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think you know everything's fair game, everything's on the table. You know, take an idea, take a hypothesis, and see where it goes. You know, there's, there's so many different things that could be possible out there. Um, so yeah, definitely, I agree with that. I do too, and we've and paranormal simply means along the side of normal. That's all it means. So, I mean, anything that is that that is out there that's like that does, like you say, fall under the, that umbrella. Doesn't necessarily mean ghost. And that's it. All right, I, I can see in the chat room someone says, "Oh, we don't even have a unifying theory for Newtonian physics and quantum <laughs> physics." And yeah, but it probably exists. The fact that you can even quote Newtonian physics and quantum physics. The fact that Newton's model of the universe was one where gravity was a constant throughout the entire universe and Einstein came and flipped that on its head mm -hmm. means we're still learning, we're still developing, we're still trying to understand our universe. And everything that's in our universe operates under a set of laws and rules. And even if we don't understand it, those laws exist. You know, you can't see gravity but you see its effects, you feel its effects, and that effect is different on every planet because of the size and, and the gravitational pull. So to to balk at it and be like, oh, well, we don't have this. Well, well that's why we're searching. If we had it, <laughs> right. you would, uh, Mike wouldn't have a show. You wouldn't be in the chat room. <sighs> Speaking of, I'll be right back. I gotta go cough. I don't wanna blow your eardrums oh, out. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> She's been dealing with some uh, some issues here the past couple of weeks. Yeah, she was blowing our ears out the other week. <laughs> so um, it's all right. And that's the thing. Like, all right, the one thing people have to remember, and I'll take this back to the TV shows. Mm -hmm. It sounds like I'm ragging on them, but but I'm not. They're entertainment. They are not about research. So if you're a researcher and you are very into the topic and like you turn on a show hoping that, oh, it's on the science channel, so this one's going to be the one. Remember, they have to have a show that's entertaining, that sells ad space yep. to keep the channel going. So believe me, I know it's disappointing when you tune in and you think you're going to get something. You're like, oh, this fell short of the mark or it didn't give me uh, that what I was hoping for. That's when you pick up a book. Yeah. That's when you go to a lecture. Go hear uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson speak. The man is entertaining and he gives you information. And he would probably make fun of all of us because he doesn't believe in ghosts. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that. And I appreciate you saying that since, you know, you've, you've been on some shows. You have, you know, one that's currently filming. Um, so I, I do appreciate you, you know, saying that, hey, these things are entertainment. But you are correct that it does uh, give an introduction. And, you know, I, I'll admit, I mean, you know, I watch Ancient Aliens, and it's like it. You know, they'll they always take it back to you know it's extraterrestrial, but 
even even if it's not, it still introduces you to an idea that maybe we don't know it all from the things that yeah. happened back then. And so that, it's like you said, pick up a book. I dive into all kinds of research because I want to know. I want to try to figure it out. And well, isn't it great to be? Isn't it great to not know everything again? Isn't it? It's the mystery. A wonderful state to 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 go. What if? And I mean, when I do get those shows, you know, Ancient Aliens or you know, Mysteries of the Museum or mm-hmm. shows that you can tell the like again, most of the producers out there, they don't believe they're doing a job. They kind of right. get us and okay, go tell your story, and then they weave uh, something that's entertaining. But you watch and you go, huh? What if? Hmm. Exactly. And all it takes is one person to take that what if and continue down that road who knows what we're going to find at the end of that road. So uh, it could be, and what was it? Uh, penicillin was discovered by accident, maybe by yeah. accident. One of these shows that didn't care about research stumbles upon something that benefits us all in the long run. So. Yeah. I think it gets people curious and, you know, wanting to learn more. It gets more people actively searching and exploring, which you know, I think the more people there, the better. Yes, you're going to end up with, you know, all kinds of different ideas out there. But maybe we need all those different ideas right now. Absolutely. I mean, and again, the shows are entertainment. Be entertained by them. Nobody watches. Um, I can't even. Think, I can't even think of a doctor show. But no, which is the one with McDreamy and the 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 the. the oh, guys the, um, yeah. What was that? You know. And, and yeah, I know what you're talking about. Right. I've Nobody watches watched. that. Nobody watched. Well, you're too busy not playing Skyrim to, to not watch that. So nobody watches that and then says, I'm going to operate on somebody tomorrow. Or right. a doctor doesn't watch that show and go, hmm, they did that procedure all wrong. This is bunk. I don't like this. It's entertainment, people. Exactly. They watch it for and, the and, drama. And yeah. Honestly, I used to be the same way. When Ghost Hunters first came out and when those first few shows, I would watch it with my arms folded like... <laughs> until i i kind of realized i'm like what am i getting mad about it's 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 a, a, a pointless exercise yeah so interesting question here from uh zippy davis do you think spirits have helped solve cases i like the name zippy davis yeah <laughs> it's fun to say zippy davis zippy davis we got a problem who are we gonna call we could call zippy, zippy davis <laughs> <laughs> So much so I don't even remember the question. Okay, do you no, yeah, spirits? <laughs> Zippy Davis. Zippy Davis. That's right. <laughs> Zippy Davis. Uh, yeah. Do you think spirits have helped solve cases? I think they can, and I mean, uh, I'm less of a person to answer such a question uh, uh, than a spirit medium because when spirit does come to me, there's that translation block to me uh, because I can't just hear them and interpret voices or things. I need other uh, gadgets and things to help me even know that there's something going on here. Like, I'll feel it, but I can't translate it. That's when I'll turn to a psychic and say, hey, I'm feeling something here. What's going on? What What's what's happening here? And that being said, uh, I think they could. I mean, it's been my experience that more often than not, spirit just wants their stories told. They mm-hmm. want to uh, impart information and if some of that information is, oh, by the way, he murdered me, then maybe. But uh, I found it's not always as simple as, as that. So uh, it's a no. partnership. They need us. We need them. And uh, yeah. 
when it comes to spirit communication, that is the one instance, the one that I can guarantee you where the easiest answer is the right one. That is not accurate. They, it, it might take two weeks for them to get out their entire message and it'll come in one word increments and it'll be code half the time and you've got to figure it out. And it's, it's frustrating, it's entertaining and it's exhilarating and humbling. Mm. Very, very humbling, especially when it has to deal with somebody's death. So yeah, they do help. They can help. But it's never easy. Yeah. And I, I often wonder too. Like, I'll always get people at events that uh, come to me, and then you know, we're doing uh, investigating in different parts of, of wherever we are. And invariably, they always come to me, and they're like, "Oh, we got an EVP. It said get out.'" <laughs> and the joke is, "Oh, is that the first thing that one learns when they get to the other side? That right. that Beetlejuice handbook for the recently deceased, page one, <laughs> saying get out to the living, like." Mm-hmm. It makes you wonder, like, okay, what are, if any, are those rules yeah. for interaction with the living? And, I mean, personally, I'm at a place now that I feel like, okay, if the soul is immortal, the spirit, the soul, whatever you want to call it, if it survives and lives on, if there is reincarnation, a great, 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 great movie that you have to be in a certain state of mind to watch and understand is what dreams may come with mm-hmm. Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I had seen it when it first came out, I would not have understood it. I've I've seen it since then. Totally got on board with it, and in it, spoiler alert, but it's a twenty-plus-year-old movie, so <laughs> tough. Um, the personalities that are over there, as Robin Williams is interacting with these different spirits, he's seeing different facets of who they were in different times. So. Mm-hmm he comes across this old man who is actually who was his son in that life and it's like okay well um if there's reincarnation and you're coming back time and time and time and time and time again people wonder why hasn't harry udini communicated with us he said he would well maybe he doesn't care anymore right because (laughs) that fraction of all the multiple personalities that he's existed and over the eternity of our of our lives it's not important anymore. Maybe it's like, oh, I see the big picture. Nothing to get in a twist over. Or, or maybe just I no longer care or it's not important because I've got bigger cosmic things to deal with. Uh, Thanos is coming, you know? Uh, I don't know. Or something as simple as people want to have the communication, want to have that validation that, that he's on that other side speaking to them. They want to they wanna hear it so bad, they don't listen. Well, it's like, if, and that's the thing, we can only describe things through the lens of that which we mm-hmm. can see and understand. So it's almost like a little child and the parents, the kid is like, mommy, 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 mommy. He's focused on, on what he wants. He wants candy, he wants whatever, whatever he wants. He wants it, he wants to hear it. Meanwhile, the mother's thinking about, I gotta go pick up the dry cleaner, I gotta make dinner, I gotta do this. Right. All the billion <laughs> things you said you do, mm-hmm. you're thinking macro. Child is thinking immediacy and, and the human race right now is that child thinking oh, of our yes. oh yeah hyper focused and yeah absolutely and oh yes why why aren't we getting what we need why aren't we getting what we want because again the universe is not catering to our particular desires at the time when we want it so 
I guess we have to be patient and we have to understand that, yeah, you know, when we do get information, it's going to be fragmented. It's not always going to be served up on a platter that is easy to digest. Exactly. Right. I mean, we understand so little, but we keep looking. So, um, yeah, let me ask you this because you did, you did throw out the, (laughs) the guide from Beetlejuice, which is, which is awesome. Um, you know, but do you think that there might be, you know, something like a, a rule book over there? Not necessarily a book, but, you know, at least some sort of set of rules where, you know, it seems like, um, you know, when we investigate, we might get some information about who we're speaking with, maybe something they experienced, something about their, you know, the time frame that they're coming from or, you know, the, the building that we're in at the time. But very, very rarely, uh, if not at all, do we ever get any information about, what it's like on the other side. Do you think that's a, could it be a rule thing? Could it could it be something a, a, that they're constrained from actually speaking about? Or do you think it's more, we don't understand how time dimensions in the universe works? The short answer to that, we we had there are records of transmediums who have communicated what it's like over there and actually that movie what james may come does seem to have a lot to, it seems like they did their research on that movie but i've read a lot of accounts of what daily life is like over there what uh, how interaction is you know they don't need to eat but they can because it's it's a a, a pleasure that they can partake mm-hmm. of uh, there's no illness or, or or death or anything that we have to deal with over here um i, I always botch the saying uh, as above so below or, or yeah as uh, above so below it, as yep. above so below yep it, it doesn't make sense to me because then it seems the other way around like a lot of things i've said from below but whatever um it seems like it is a mirror of what we go through but again could it be because we can only see that which we understand so like taking it back to say like paranormal caught on camera one of the videos i had to watch had to do with fairies and when you okay. deal with the topic of fairies like oh what's weird you think of like these little winged creatures sprightly <laughs> you know what we see in Grimm's fairy tales and, and and things of that sort but remember the first person to observe something tell about it will almost be the benchmark of how that is then disseminated across to everybody so maybe this afterlife as it's understood to us and is described to us through transmediums is all we can grasp at the moment because to say anything else we might not understand uh, the totality of it and actually i've been looking into some things and this is when i start to think that i sound crazy uh looking into theories like the i am we are uh the bubble within a bubble theory how everything in our known universe is in this bubble almost like the matrix Mm -hmm. and that reality is out in this other bubble and these beings uh, these celestial beings beings of light things that we might even call deities are out here and every now and then they'll kind of dip in um it's been it's been written that uh, those who are seen as prophets you know your jesus your moses your mohammed were maybe celestial beings that popped in to give us a little bit of knowledge and again this touches into or aliens theology <laughs> sociology it's got to be aliens You're right um and no, that's the thing going, all right Star Trek and Star Wars and all this stuff, like go out into the furthest reaches of the universe. That's still in the bubble. So that's not real. That's not truth. That's not what's out here because what's out here, almost like, all right, we exist in here. 
our physical selves, the souls get released into this bigger bubble. It's mind-boggling. I had to no, wrestle I with I totally it for get a it. long I, time. I totally get it because I have a chapter uh, in the book that I'm currently writing. I'm writing a book on shadow people. It's coming out in January. It's called uh, Shadows in the Matrix. And the idea is very, very similar to what you're talking about. You're, you're you know, taking it in the concept of bubbles where um, if you take the concept of what we saw in the movie The Matrix or even like what we were talking about um, with with video games, you think about like a, like an online video game and, um, you know, a game master comes into that level. You can't, as the gamer, you can't actually see that that game master, but they're there and they can actually manipulate and play around with that that game world. And so the concept that I'm taking is maybe perhaps um, if we're living in a matrix that actually an actual projected world that maybe some of these entities that we're seeing like shadow people are some of these other entities, maybe game masters or what have you uh, that are in this world that we don't normally see, but occasionally we do and are able to interact with. Well, that's why the first Matrix did so well. In addition to Keanu Reeves and the bullet time new technology, mm-hmm. it struck a chord with philosophers. It stuck, yeah. struck a chord with people like, this kind of rings true. This kind of feels right. And actually, some of the videos I've had to watch for this season of uh, Paranormal Caught on Camera deal with glitches in the Matrix. Okay, cool. cool. And that's all I'll say about that. But it makes you think, okay, well... You know, for everything we do here, if we are running a program, you know, that that could explain a lot. And I mean, you can almost see it. I think it was the show American Gods, how in the first season they had all the old gods who had lost power because nobody believed in them anymore. But the new gods were social media, were technology, all the things that we put so much energy into. And if you look at it like that, something like the matrix is just theology explained in a different manner and mankind is always looking for that something beyond ourselves we are still children at heart we want to know that someone is looking out for us be it a deity be it a grand plan be it something that you know this is not it this is not the end and it's comforting to us certainly certainly I, I'm completely on board with the the glitch in the matrix. I'm <laughs> I, I now I've had <clears throat> excuse me, we talked about this on you know, on the last couple of shows and I'm not gonna go into it here, but I'm fairly certain that's what I saw. Uh, the air in front of me was on fire and bubbling. And that was in a closed room of, of my work. And it lasted about twenty seconds and that's I I I don't I don't doubt now. And I saw it with my own two eyes. It yeah. takes a lot to freak me out. That froke. That freaked me out. That froke me out. <laughs> what it did. It froke me out. Froke. That that's me. a that's a past tense of freak. It froke. <laughs> <laughs> So, well, we're actually getting down to the uh, the end of the show. We'll uh, throw one more question at you from our, uh, our Matt. Is that, a, is that a froke in your throat? That was a froke in your throat. <laughs> Don't make me laugh. <laughs> we'll throw one more question at you from oh. our Mad Hatters down there. Uh, this is from Guiding Echoes, Nicole Guillaume. Uh, Brian, how has studying the paranormal changed you as a person? How have your views changed? It's changed me a lot. I've had a lot of, you know, 
I've had a lot of moments where I'm challenged by things that I read, things that I discover that really shake me to, to my foundation because we all like to think that we have a pretty good handle on, on our lives and the universe in general. And we take the things we understand and even if it's not a lot, we have it and we know it. When that is challenged, it's very difficult for people to accept. And this is, we see this in religion. We see this lately in politics. You know, we see this in sports. You pick a team, you, you ride or die. You have to be flexible. And in exploring the paranormal, I've I've had moments where I'm like, no, that can't be right. That can't be right. You know, the Luke Skywalker, no, that's not true. That's impossible. <laughs> and search your feelings. You know it to be true. And it it really is. And I always tell people that the dissemination and uh, assimilation of that new uh, data is very similar to the stages of loss. There's disbelief, like, no, I don't believe this, that's, that's, oh, that's, that's crap. There's the anger, like, no, I can't be right because of this, 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 and this. And there's the bargaining, well, maybe about this, but I thought I understood that. And then eventually, acceptance. Okay, that's now, now I get it, all right, that's, that's just a thing. And then the next moment comes and you struggle and go through all the phases all over again. And for me, my paranormal journey has been many of those moments where I struggled when I first discovered what an EVP was, struggled. ITC and real-time communication, uh, look up um, time stream group. When I first uh, came across the bubble within a bubble and the I am, we are theory, I struggled. And I, I struggled to this day with things that I think I understand. And sometimes I will retreat back into my uh, little cocoon of, all right, I'm down here. My feet are on the ground. Can't go too high. I'll float. To, I'll, I'll fly too close to the sun. Don't want to do that. Then I find myself heading up to see what else is up there. Cool. Very, very cool. All right. Well, we are at the end of our show. Brian, I really want to thank you for coming on. How can everybody find you? I'm pretty easy to find. I'm on Facebook. You just look for this mug, or you could go on Twitter at Brian J. Cano, my website to find out everything that I'm doing, where I'll be at events, neverstopsearching.com. And if you want to go as far as to become a patron and, and just follow my ventures and be part of them, www.patreon.com backslash Brian J. Cano. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much. Really do appreciate it. I had a great time talking with you. Um, I'll send you some links when the archive yeah. goes up and all that. So um, thanks, I'm gonna thanks go for having me, guys. Yeah, absolutely. This was fun. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I'll see you on the road somewhere, Brian. And absolutely, buddy. <laughs> and you know, you know, we're gonna do some karaoke. We're, we're gonna, gonna do some, some karaoke. Yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, we promised already. <laughs> well, we need two more people for that, but I think we could, we could start slow. With under pressure. Under pressure? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. We'll do there it. We'll go. do it. So I'll go ahead and let you go. We'll get our shout outs and everything to everybody. Um, so you don't have to stick around for that. But Brian, again, thank you very, very much. Thank, thank you, guys. You. And for all the people in the chat, thank you. And I'll see you guys later. Yep. You have a good one. Take care. Bye.